Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Friday, June 16th. It is five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. He's on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. The M stands for? Michael. Michael. I'm on Twitter, Casey Daniels 317. What's the 317 stand for? Oh, I don't know. It's just random. You better Rob. never leave this market because then you're in big trouble. You know, you can change that. Oh, by really? The way. Yeah. No uh, kidding. Yeah, it used to be Casey Daniels 574. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it when I moved. Okay, let's talk about what's going on with this uh, guy who was indicted by a grand jury. His name is Jack Texera. And Rolls right off the tongue, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's a 21-year-old Air National Guardsman, and he was accused of leaking classified documents oh. online. So unless you're Joe Biden or Mike Pence, this is a really big deal, right? Like, if you, if you mishandle classified information, it's a really big deal. If you're Pence or you're Joe Biden, it's fine. But if you're Trump or this guy, you're... You're, you're in, in big trouble. You get ready, pal. Yeah. He was charged with six counts of willful retention oh. and transmission of classified information related to national defense. So he did this on Discord, which is a... Social media. I've never been on the Discord. Have you ever been on Discord? No, I have not. Kev, you're the young person here. You ever been on Discord? I've done like a live chat with a friend. Mm -hmm. What do you call that? Like a Zoom, kind of like a Zoom meeting thing, but on Discord. Okay. Is that where the young people go to gather information? I think a lot of gamers use it. Oh, gamers. Okay, perfect. Yes. What did he reveal, Casey? Well, this guy, he wasn't gaming, but... uh, He was gaming the system. He was gaming something, yeah. (laughs) He revealed a lot. Uh, uh, Report. Reportedly, some of the files include information suggesting that Ukraine will run out of artillery and potentially risk U.S. intelligence sources around the world. Uh, documents. It was a invite only, by the way. Oh. So you had to be invited. This wasn't just open. How do you get an anybody. invite to something like this? Like, is there a back channel? Is there a secret society? You know, the days are gone where you used to have to, like, knock twice on the on the super secret door and the guy would the speakeasy? Open, open the peephole and look mm-hmm. at you. That's That's gone. How do you how do you get a an invite to a classified document debriefing these well, days? Well, I assume he set up his account and then he emailed people oh, with a link and okay. then they came in. It also reportedly suggested that U.S. intelligence had penetrated the highest levels of the Russian military. Yes. Lots of different things coming out with these documents, and um, some of it included that bombs weren't detonating, they weren't hitting their targets, and the big thing that it said was that nearly 100 special forces, including Americans, are on the ground, boots on the ground, and that is where the problem started. Oh. Because Marjorie Taylor Greene now has gotten involved. Oh, large Marge, Kevin McCarthy's uh, girlfriend. She's mm-hmm. she's not happy? Yeah, well, she sent a letter to the Secretary of Defense demanding to know the extent of the involvement of the United States in Ukraine. So this has always been my question. As you know, I think Edward Snowden is a hero and should totally be pardoned. Uh, I feel the same way about Julian Assange. That it, it, I've always found it fascinating that in our country, 
if you reveal the government being dishonest or nefarious or weaponizing itself or abusing power, if you reveal that to the citizenry, then the government will take you down for revealing how the government is breaking the law or, you know, abusing power or whatever. I mean, because that's what Stone was all about, right? I mean, blatant, obvious, irrefutable abuses of power by the federal government, weaponization of the of the federal government, illegal activity by the federal government, and yet he now has to live in exile because the government will probably hang him if he comes back here for revealing the abuse of power, the government breaking the law. Well, clearly it's not a good thing that this 21-year-old who is a member of the 102nd Intelligence Wing of Massachusetts National Air Guardsman, he should not be letting this information out. Especially, he shouldn't be doing it online, over Discord, a social media platform. But... The reason he's getting in so much trouble is he's revealing that we do have Americans fighting in Ukraine. Yeah, so the government is lying to us. If indeed this is true, the government is lying to us. The government is once again not telling the American people the truth if indeed this is true. And what will happen, even if it is proven to be true, nothing will happen to the people who lie to us on a daily basis, who are once again abusing their power and authority and misleading the American people, and this guy will be charged for treason. Okay, let's talk about abusing power and authority. You know, we've got had that Hunter Biden laptop. That's been out for what since 2020. Yes, it's been it's been a while. And you may you may remember Casey 2020 because well it was right in the middle of the election and the federal government uh, the law enforcement arm of the federal government worked with social media to ensure people didn't get to see that. Okay, well, the FBI has had the same information that we've all seen on the Hunter Biden laptop. Senator Kennedy, he's slamming the DOJ, says they're corrupt, they're covering up the Biden criminal scheme, and uh, also says that the Attorney General Merrick Garland has conveniently gone missing. Now, uh, Senator Grassley, who has a great deal of credibility, has received a document from a whistleblower inside the FBI uh, based on a a, a trusted informant that says President Biden uh, has been bribed and that the people that bribed him have tapes. Now, I don't know if all that is true or not, but we're entitled to see that document. Mm -hmm. First, the FBI said, well, we can't even tell you that it exists. And then they said, you can see it, but it has to be redacted. They won't tell us whether they even investigated the allegations. The, the The only people who can fix this, John, are the head of the FBI and, and the attorney general. So the American people, I was, I was, I was going to say the American people uh, understandably have doubts and only only Chris Ray and, and, and the attorney general can address those doubts. And you can't find either one of them uh, with a search party. They just the, won't answer. He goes on to say the dog, the bounty hunter, couldn't find the attorney general right now. <laughs> OK, that's pretty funny. However, he's wrong. He and the Congress and his buddies, his Republican buddies in the House can fix this by choking off the money to these people. And yet they keep fully funding these people and then going the way they're spending this money we're freely giving them is horrific. 
Someone should do something about this. There's always the Republicans are so great at complaining they're terrible about actually fixing the problem because they don't want to fix. Who's the someone? Right. Let's look around. Right. Exactly. How, how about a mirror? Absolutely. Yeah. And this happens time and time and time again where Republicans throw money at things that then they go on national TV and say, oh, this is bad and they're doing this wrong. And the well, if you don't give them the money or tell them they're not getting the money until they fix the thing that you claim that you want fixed. Well, then they might actually fix the thing. Let's talk about Kevin Spacey for a second. Oh, geez. He blames the media for turning him into a monster. (laughs) He said that people are ready to hire him. But first, he just has to be cleared of sex assault charges. Oh, Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that Kevin Spacey, at the very least, is a complete weirdo. And has major, major, major issues. Now, is he a criminal? I don't know. Thus far, he has been cleared, as far as I'm aware, of all criminal wrongdoing. He has not spent any time in a, being convicted of a crime in a jail cell of any sort. He was acquitted, I believe, on one of the things that he was accused of doing. Uh, but Kevin Spacey is a complete weirdo with major issues. And... People just don't want to deal with that because while he was a was is a phenomenally talented actor, as you would say, Casey, the juice with him not is not, wa- worth, the not worth the squeeze. So he was charged a year ago in London with four counts of sexual assault. And this is going back to incidents that took place between 2005 and 2013. So we're going a ways back here. And this is the other thing that I've wondered, because we see the thing like with the Trump with the Eugene Carroll stuff. How do you prove or disprove something that in this case happened between 10 and 18 years ago? Now, I don't know. Is there electronic evidence? Is there written evidence? I mean, I wouldn't think there'd be any DNA evidence. But how do you prove or disprove something that happened this long ago? In regards to uh, when he was accused in 2017 and the New York grand jury, they sided with him. It was a $40 million lawsuit. He he said he's still processing that and he's not ready to talk about it. So in one side, he's saying, I don't want to talk about what happened in 2017. But in the other side, he's saying uh, the media did this to me and I'm ready to start working again. Well, you do find it interesting, right, that a person whose whole life was based on look at me, look at me, look at me and needed the media to make him a thing, right? You know, for years it was, you know, glowing pieces on Kevin Spacey, what a phenomenally talented actor he was, this and that. Now laments the same media that essentially made him or helped make him very rich, obviously very famous. And look, I mean, clearly he was on, I, I think House of Cards, you could say, was one of the, probably the five most popular shows. It wasn't on television, but it was on a streaming service. But one of the five most popular shows in existence when it was on. And they felt serious enough about the allegations against him that they removed him from the show and the show and Cavill. Ended you know, the last season without him. Yeah. And I mean, it was just a fraction of it was a shell of itself. And obviously you take the main character out. It's not going to be the same. And the viewership was, you know, not what it what was. But they they felt Netflix, whatever, felt serious enough about that and the allegations against him that they were willing to pay that price. So, you know, uh, who knows? The guy's either the, just a victim of terribly serious false allegations one after another, 
or the guy's got some issues. Well, you mentioned how popular he was. Yes, he was so popular, in fact, that the, I believe it was the Smithsonian. I was there once visiting. You've been to the Smithsonian? Yeah, walking around. And they have, you know, lots of pictures of presidents hanging. And yes. there was actually a picture of Kevin Spacey <laughs> as the character Frank Underwood there. <laughs> I'm course. sure they've taken it down right. since. 16 after 10, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Carmel, Fishers, Noblesville, and even your beloved Brownsburg, Rob. Oh. They all are getting accolades. And we'll tell you why coming up from 93 WIBC. You took me by the hand, <laughs> made me a man. That one night, you made everything all right. 19 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Four Indianapolis suburbs are ranked as best in the nation. Oh, this these, is, uh, can I stop you for just a second before yeah. we get into this? Sure. It seems like every other day there's one of these lists. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Just to make sure. You're, you're okay. Uh, you, no, I'm just making sure that we're on the same page. That there's like, you're it's, all, it's, it's almost like these lists have really absolutely no meaning and people are just doing them for clicks and to make money. Oh, you think just for clicks? Very good. No. Now we're on the same page. Anyway, carry on, Casey. So Indianapolis has em- emerged, not Indianapolis, but the suburbs, no. uh, as a place of safety and affordability. Oh. Three of the top five safest communities in the nation uh-huh. are located in the burbs of Indy. Oh, how exciting. Okay, so they are Carmel, yes. Fishers, and Noblesville. Oh, wow. And they also made a separate list of affordability, uh-huh. Rob, and that's where Brownsburg comes in. Oh. Carmel, Fishers, Noblesville, and Brownsburg were among the top 10 most affordable suburbs in the entire country. They say that uh, it's 17.5% less of a medium household comparatively. Well, you know, Brownsburg has done a phenomenal job at building as many high-density housing developments as they possibly can. They have uh, uh, stuck those houses as close together as humanly uh, possible with Little regard. I don't know about the other places, but uh, where I live, with little regard for infrastructure or uh, you know the uh, the ability to keep the character of the community, they have just uh, waved a do bit ado to all of that. And in fact, in Brownsburg, Casey, they'll they'll stick a high density single family housing unit right next to a warehouse. They just don't care. So it it doesn't surprise me that if you're looking for a cheap home that has uh, totally ruined the character of the area, Brownsburg is the place for you. Carmel apparently stood out for. For its low crime rate uh-huh. and attractive housing costs. Yeah. And then oh, the, you, yeah. have you been to Carmel? I know that's that, a, that I know. I call complete bull crap on this whole list. Have you seen the prices of homes in Carmel? They are some of the pricier ones uh, in the entire correct, state. Yes. Uh Fishers excelled in terms of safety. They have the lowest vehicle mortality rate. Oh. And then you've got Noblesville, which received praise for road safety. Oh. Okay, and uh, did they did they mention spending thirty six million dollars to help uh, the uh, very wealthy people who own the Pacers have a free stadium for their uh, minor league team? No, that's not mentioned. That make it in there for Noblesville. Okay, so the study selected three hundred and seventy communities within a fifteen to forty five minute car ride from the one hundred largest cities Uh in the country. And Carmel was at number two, Fishers was at number four, and Noblesville was at number five for safest suburbs in the U.S. So for other than cheap, high-density housing, Brownsburg didn't make the list. No. They are on the list that for that, though. Not for safety, but for affordability. Yeah, the high-density, cheap mm-hmm. housing yeah. in which the house 
doesn't really pay for itself in terms of the services and yes yeah, so, so browns were made that list yes but we didn't correct. make any of the others did you hear they're putting a pool in at lucas oil stadium they're doing a what they're putting a pool in oh how exciting it is exciting yes. the u.s olympic swimming time trials are going to be held in indianapolis a year from now i have a question what i thought we already had a gigantic pool i thought the natatorium was the thing that was the pool where all the pool stuff happened is that pool not good enough now? Well, we need three pools. Oh, we need three pools. For this, yes. Now, are these going to be taxpayer-funded pools? Are we as the tax? Because I know that's how it works with Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, you know, even though a billionaire owns the team. And, of course, he didn't earn that team. He inherited it from his dad. But that's not a discussion for, for right now. That the, uh, the taxpayers, the poor and the middle-class people like us, had tax increases so that Jim Irsay could have a free stadium. Are we also making – is that how the pool is going to be funded? U.S. Swimming uh-huh. and Indiana Sports Corps okay. are going to split the cost of the pool installation and teardown. Okay. Do taxpayers pay for Indiana Sports Corps? Yeah, I think they get some money. But look, I'm not going to say as long as there's not an increase. Like for Lucas Oil Stadium, there was a tax increase, a specific tax increase. They said, look, you middle class person who uh, gets your McValue meal each day, uh, we don't think it's fair that you're not paying for a stadium in a city that you don't uh, you don't live in, and so we're going to raise your taxes in order to do that. Now that that's how the Lucas Oil Stadium was funded, but there's no there's no specific new tax increase for the the pool. No, it oh. says U.S. USA Swimming and the Indiana Sports Corps are going to split the cost for the pool. Construction is going to start mid May of next year, and it's going to require eight hundred sixty thousand gallons of water. To fill up the three different pools. How much? Water? Yeah. 860,000 gallons of water will go into it. Uh, The U.S. Olympic Swimming Time Trials, they're going to run from June 15th through the 23rd, 2024 at Lucas Oil Stadium. I think it's a fun thing for the city. I think it's just great. They used to be held in Nebraska, but they're, they're coming here because apparently Indianapolis is more accessible. For the event. Crossroads of America, Casey. Exactly. That's why. Casey, Mm -hmm. we have voicemails coming up next. Now we have uh, our regular voicemails. Uh, Mrs. Flanders has called back. She did? She she still, I think, is very upset. Oh. Uh, And we've got some other just really great voicemails. But we did get a whole bunch of voicemails on Jim Lucas. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that are really upset about how this thing unfolded. So if it'd be all right with you... I'd like to do two sets of voicemails today. Great. When we come back, people can unleash their thoughts on the whole Jim Lucas situation. And then maybe at 1130, Mm -hmm. we can hear the rest of our normal voicemails, including from Mrs. Flanders. Sounds good. It's 1026. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number for your voicemails. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
All right, so we got a whole bunch of voicemails, and we decided we're going to divide these up into two parts. We're going to do our regular voicemails uh, at the 1130, but we got so many calls about Jim Lucas, and you know, this it appears the Republicans are going to do nothing about this, and they're just content to just let it be what it is, and it doesn't look like there's going to be a censure or there's going to be a reprimand or there's going to be anything. Now, if you're Curtis Hill and you're just merely accused of something without any criminal charges or ethics violations, well, the governor will sprint to the nearest podium to condemn you and say you should get out of here. But if you, I guess, plead guilty to DUI and fleeing the scene, then that's just a personal matter. Oh, and you run through a barricade, too. Right. So, uh, so a lot of people are not happy with this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are upset with a variety of things. And so I figured we'd let these people get it off their chest since, look, he is a public servant. They do pay his salary. He does get to make choices for these people. And uh, then this will probably be the end of it. Hey, with uh, Jim Lucas not in admitting faults and Todd and Todd the Planners boys not forcing him to do it, it all just goes back. And first thing I think of is a Ben Franklin quote. It's, we must all indeed all hang together, or we must assuredly we all shall hang separately. They're not going to let anybody get into the ranks. Because if you spoke before, they're all just as dirty as everybody else, and they all know the secrets. So Jim's probably got something on them that they're not willing to let out. So they're just going to let Jim get a slap on the wrist, take his little beatings in the PRs for a little bit, and go back in because he's a rank-and-file vote for them. He's not going to set the status quo. They know it's going to be there for until he gets reelected. It's all 100% counting on a vote. If he gets reelected. Yeah, and we'll see. You know, maybe somebody will run against him in a in a primary. He's mm-hmm. been gerrymandered into a very safe Republican district, so he has no fear of losing in the general. And again, by the Republicans not speaking out, now the law is very clear. The Republicans can't remove him from office, and I don't think anybody's suggesting that. But by not censuring him, I mean, this is repeated behavior from this guy, not the DUI or fleeing the scene. But, you know, the guy's been severely reprimanded before because of things he's posted on social media. He obviously felt guilty enough that he took it. He took his account down for a while before this. The thing with the Holocaust Museum where he had to go to that last year. It's just repeated behavior from the guy. And yet nobody inside the Republican caucus will say, we've, we've had enough of you. Yeah. They're, they're going to wait and see. Yeah. Which means nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got a lot of calls. So I want to make sure we have time to get to all okay. of these. Uh, what's next? Hey, Kendall and Casey, I listened to what you've been talking about, your state representative. And I, I don't understand a double standard. On one case, when you talk about Trump and what he's going through, You're telling him to keep his mouth shut. I'd hate to be his lawyer, but yet when it comes to your state representative, you want him to say, go on your show and tell everybody everything. You know, it's like you don't incriminate yourself. You don't talk to the media. Now, if it's okay for Trump not to talk to the media, why not your guy? It doesn't make any sense to me. You got double standards there. Bye. 
Okay, so there's so many things wrong with this phone call. First of all, we said don't talk to the media. Mm-hmm. We said you should issue an apology. Right. Our issue Press is Press release. Our issue was he didn't apologize to his constituents. He there's no sense of remorse to his constituency who he's thoroughly embarrassed. And the fact is the moment he got his plea deal done, under essentially cover of darkness because the deal was done, the charges were filed and the deal was done within an hour, which gave the media no time to cover it, get to the courthouse, whatever. He sprints to Hammer and Nigel, which means the guy clearly is seeking attention. He's clearly looking for attention. And the difference between Jim and Trump, Jim did it. Jim now has admitted he did it. He pled guilty. He pled guilty within mm-hmm. two and a half weeks mm-hmm. to the thing he was accused 12, of doing. 12 days. Was it 12 days total? Okay. 12 days. Okay. So within 12 days, which is even worse, he admitted he did everything because it was obvious he did it. It wasn't like Trump where there's some, you know, constitutional issue here whether a president can take documents. Jim did it. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, these things are not even on the same planet. Well, and we're saying that Jim needs to go through the three-step process, which is admit it, apologize, take corrective action. And he did admit it. We never really heard an apology. Will he take corrective action? Well, I think he's being court-ordered to. But will it stick? But we'll then he. See. But then he said he's going to do. I mean, now right. and I guess he didn't say he's. I mean, so what? You're you're not. You're not going to drink until the moment you can drink again, and then you're going to drink again. I mean, what? The, these two things are not even close. They're not even on the same planet. Jim did it. He admits he did it. It's obvious he did it. The, the, I think the car with the busted bear with the that was busted into pieces mm-hmm. and the oil leaking and the two and a half tires gone. Pretty clear from the beginning. You did it versus Trump, where there is a literal constitutional question that the Supreme Court is going to have to figure out, figure yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what's next? I'm a registered nurse. And I can tell you right now that that Lucas guy will not be able to not drink for a whole year. The only question I have is who's going to monitor him? You know, he's smart enough to, you know, he gets tested on Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so he quits drinking on Tuesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, I mean, he's going to get, he's going to keep drinking. It's just, can we catch him? And once he gets caught and violates probation, what's going to happen then? That's the big question. So I'm really interested to see what happens and stay on top of this. He's doing a great job. Thanks. Now, I hope he doesn't, right? We've talked about this. I mm-hmm. hope Jim doesn't. I hope this guy's wrong. But the testing, and I've talked to multiple people, and this is before anything with Jim Lucas, the the testing is a joke, right? That's what I'm wondering. How do you test for that? Well, I mean, you have to do... Oh, there's a saliva test you can do, a blood test. Right, but I mean, you can... I've talked to multiple people. I, thankfully, have never had to be a part of this, but people who have, they've said, you can pretty much time up the test. Mm-hmm. I mean, the these... These probation officers are overwhelmed. They're just swamped with people. And so it's not like they're going to be out being inspector gadget outside of your house, keeping surveillance on you. And you can pretty much time up the test and get a pretty good idea. Now, I hope it's not an issue. I hope Jim just stays completely clean and it's not something that he's thinking about doing. But this idea that, oh, well, he's got a test. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean anything wait 48 hours so i hope uh, but i hope that i hope this guy and i want to I'm, I'm curious as to he will he have a probation officer and what is that check-in is it going to be in person is he going to have to do it over the phone is it just letter-based what is it we'll see all right um 
What's next? Yeah, I just wanted to actually comment on Jim Lucas. If a police officer gets a DUI, he loses his job. So why does Jim Lucas get to keep his job? He's a public servant just like a police officer is. Is there a double standard going on here? I think so. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Casey. Well, clearly there's a double standard. Well, so this is the, it's the what should versus what will, right? Because by will, the only way you can remove someone from public office is if they're convicted of a felony. And Jim was not convicted of a felony. However, again, when we come back to the repeated lapses in judgment that this guy has shown, and he must feel some guilt over them because he took his Facebook page down several years ago. If he didn't think he'd done anything wrong, why would you run from it? Mm-hmm. He obviously took his Facebook page down again with this one. I guess it's still down. Who knows how long that will be? The thing with the hol- where he had to go to the Holocaust Museum and apologize. Clearly, he feels, or whether he apologized or went or more understanding or whatever word he used, he feels remorse or is acknowledging these things in the terms of how he's reacting to them. In this case, it was a guilty plea in terms of criminal charges, obviously the most serious of all of them. And so I look at this and say, I am paying a guy's salary. And I think we worked full circle on this, Casey. Yeah, he's going to have fines based on things he's got to pay. The barricade he blew through, the court costs, the whatever. We're paying it. We give him money as a lawmaker. So he's going to take the money that we give him as a lawmaker, $60,000 plus a year, and he's going to take that money that we give him and pay for the he's going to pay for the stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, we're paying for it. We are paying for it. Mm-hmm. And this guy will still get to make decisions. For us. For us. For his district. For every person who hasn't had a DUI, for every person who's never been arrested, for every person who's never pled guilty to a crime. This guy, because he made it very clear with Amber Nigel, he's not going anywhere. And I think it's because... Well, he said he wasn't going to resign. Right, it, it doesn't, and it doesn't matter. But this is a guy who clearly, based on that interview, and Casey, you can correct me if I'm wrong, showed no remorse. I think he's remorsefully got caught, and he's embarrassed that he had to go through this. Yeah. But the fact that he's not going to quit drinking, the fact that he's still denying he was hiding the car... I mean, the fact that he denied to Nigel that he was hiding the car... And he and he did the same thing with the cop, right? Where it's uh, not a van. It's not a van. I don't not know a about a van. I mean, he knows exactly what he did. This is a guy who appears to just have no doesn't feel bad about this at all. He's sorry he got caught, and he's going to start drinking again. And this is the people. These are now the people that represent us. People who play cute with the truth with the cops, try to hide their crime from the cops are still lying about hiding their crime from the cops. And this guy gets to make decisions for us and we have to pay him. Mm-hmm. That does that just doesn't sit well with me and I don't think it sits well with a lot of people. So the House Speaker, Todd Houston, said he was disappointed in the actions of Jim Lucas. And he decided he said he hasn't decided whether he's going to face any consequences from the Republican caucus. Now, again, Todd Houston cannot remove him from office. So people are mad. Oh, he should be removed from office. You can't legally remove him from office. The onus is on the Republicans, though, in Indiana, the Indiana Republican Party, the House Republicans, to say, we're done with you. You have embarrassed us time and time and time again. 
And if you're going to do this, you're not going to, you know, assemble with us. You're not going to assimilate with us. We have had it. This was the this was the last the last straw because because when Jim did the racially insensitive memes, we were told this is it. Shape up or shape out. That was the insinuation from Houston. Well, here we are. We had the in between the DUI and that we had the thing where he had to go to the Holocaust Museum. So what, when is it? When is the last straw? It's one of those things where if you've ever been on the bubble in a job and you you know yeah. you're possibly getting fired, but they're not going to fire you. They just make your life difficult. Yeah. And it makes it so you don't want to go in. That could be what this situation is. I mean, especially if they remove him from the caucus. Sure. They'll just make it so he's not in any sort of leadership position. It's not a good time for him to go in there. Till eventually he has to come to that decision on his own. Right. Uh, what? One more phone call. Talking about Jim Lucas. Well, um, we'll just keep this real simple here. I'm an alcoholic myself, and there are 12 steps, and he hasn't even admitted the first one yet. So, good luck and uh, best wishes. Uh, trying to do that without being honest. So uh, we all know how that's going to work. Just like you said, he don't even want to be, he can't even be accountable for his actions. So how can he be accountable for his actions for us? He can't. Simple. And I get it that he shouldn't be defined by this mistake for the rest of his life. You don't have to resign. I get that. But take a leave of absence for six, seven, eight months, nine months. You know what I mean? Go work on you. Because it's like a little plea bargain. No. Me or you would never get that kind of deal that fast, that quick. After two weeks of silence and not even admitting anything, and then all of a sudden you get probation and see you later, please. Anyway, we all know, I mean, different people get different situations and different uh, consequences. But that's the biggest thing that will make him change or not change are consequences for his actions. And as we see... What consequences does he have? Zero. So, from my experience, I had zero consequences. Guess what changed? Nothing. So, anyways, keep up the good work. And, yes, uh, that will be part of the process, Nigel. Step nine, making amends. So, he should apologize to you face-to-face. But we'll see if that happens as well. Well, thank you for that phone call. He was being open and honest. Yeah. Which... As he said, it's part of the process. Right. Yeah. And and the reason we played these phone calls, because, again, everybody should continue to pray for Jim that he gets the help he needs. But it appears that the Republican Party, when you have a person who is making decisions for other people, is not taking this serious at all. The leadership, Todd Houston, is not taking this serious at all. And people are upset about this because this guy will continue to get our money and will continue to get to make decisions for us. And there doesn't appear that this guy is feels bad about it he's not going to take the corrective steps it doesn't appear based on that interview with hammer and nigel and the people in charge of the state just seem to not think it's a big deal at all yeah so i hope these phone calls will show them that people do in the state of indiana are paying attention to this todd and they do think it's a big deal this could also be a situation where the seriousness hasn't hit him yet because he could have just still been in that shock and the fallout. Uh, he had two weeks, Casey. And the fact that he couldn't get on Hammer and Nigel fast enough, that's not the seriousness not hitting you. It's nothing's, uh, look, it doesn't appear anything's changed. And ultimately, it, even if he's not going to change, 
Todd Houston and the Republicans should be taking this far more serious than they are. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Hammer's going to join us next. Cup of cup of tea, but he's totally your tenth shot of tequila. Hey, Hammer hey. joins us in the studio for Hammer and Nigel. I love tequila. Do you? I'm more of a tequila guy than I am a bourbon guy. Mm. A lot of people don't know that about me. They think, oh, Hammer and Nigel bourbon, mm-hmm. which sold out in two days. Um, but no, no, tequila in the freezer, like a good brand of tequila, like hiatus in the freezer. You get that bad boy nice and cold, pour shots. I'll have about 10 of them. These pants are coming off. <laughs> You're laughing because you know. You were there. You were there. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome back. We're we're glad to see you. Well, thank you. had a you. busy day yesterday, didn't you? It was orientation day for the oldest boy, Chris mm-hmm. Hammer, the mm-hmm. official intern of the show, who's mm-hmm. no longer an intern. Um, but yeah, we went to UND. That's where he's going to school at. And it was the day where he enrolls in his classes and you hear a bunch of stuff and you talk to your advisors. And then the second half of the day, the kids break off and they go to their own advisors, schedule their classes. The parents, you know, we're in this big conference room and they're telling us ways you can help them and all this kind of stuff. And you can always tell when the folks aren't from Central Indy because they're a little naive, right? (laughs) So we're sitting at this table and there's a lovely young woman who has her daughter with her. And I think they're from down by the Ohio River area. And she was talking to me. She was like, well, you know, she's not going to be having a car and I'm concerned, you know, what if she needs to go to the store? What if she needs to go to, you know, Walmart to get something? Mm -hmm. And then she goes, I think there's some shuttles on campus, but they said something about a red line. (laughs) And I just kind of (laughs) looked. I was like, ma'am, with all due respect, (laughs) you do not want your daughter riding on the red line (laughs) unless she enjoys the company of homeless men covered in feces, treating their bodies like an amusement park. Uh, No. Did he get it scheduled for all of his classes and you're all, he's all set? Yes. And Rob, I know you can appreciate this. 15 credit hours. Actually, like 16, because there's like a bonus credit hour he gets for watching a lecture somewhere. <laughs> but no <laughs> math classes. Hello. No math. Perfect. First semester. Yeah. Nice. Now he I, is not a math kid. I uh, I got to take logic in college as the math, and literally, I went in when <laughs> the they, man known as off the rails. Yeah, they uh, they they when they you go in there and say what what would you like to major in, sir? And I said, which ones don't you have to take math? Yeah. <laughs> and they gave me two options, and I said, all right, general studies it is. Let's I'll go. When do classes actually begin for him? Uh, final week of August. Okay. So you, you still got a few weeks with him. Right. Have right. some fun. And we're going to move him into his own crib here coming up. We got the big open house extravaganza in July. So we're excited for that. So a lot of grown up stuff oh, taking man. place. And I'm not sure I'm here for it. Well, uh, the grown up <laughs> stuff comes on you and you have to write the tuition check. Yeah, that's August 4th. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a steel toed work boot right to the crotch. You know, luckily the boy's got some scholarship money coming in. So mm-hmm. that helps a great deal. You know, it'd be a boss move. You should totally do this. Pay it in dimes. 
just wheelbarrow up a bunch of dimes and say, here you go. Yeah, that'll really get him on the good side of the university. You know, let's see. Do we want to give him a A or a B minus? A C minus or a D? Oh, that's the kid that brought the dimes. F. You know, this is where, see. Some and then of, it's just going to cost more because he's going to have to retake that well, class. Well, I'm just saying, look, some of us are going to teach our children to be tough and some of us are just going to pay the tab. I mean, <laughs> some of us don't even have kids yet. Hey, You're giving me a lecture. He, I guarantee you, if my kid goes to college, it'll be paid in dimes. You're the cheapest man <laughs> alive. There's no way you're even going to pay for it. You're going to make her work when she starts a job at 13 years old. And look, at I did exactly that. Look at how I turned out. Look at the man yes, I am today. Yes, you can't afford to supersize it, Rob. Look how you turned out. You can't afford to have extra cheese on the Whopper, Rob. <laughs> how is the, uh, how are, how are you doing in your golf bets? I know Hammer helped you out. No, well, he helped me out. Like he he's the golf guru. Yeah. I will defer to Rob in all things golf betting, but I'm the financial backer. You here. you place the bet for him. So uh Max Homa, mm-hmm. who we bet on, did very well yesterday. Okay. And then since Hammer bet on a couple, I took a couple other bets, and one of the other bets I took was Xander Shoffley, who set the US Open record yesterday. So we got two things in play we here. Got to, and and Brian Harmon at three hundred and forty to one is in fifth place. So we Where's Morikawa at? Is he uh, off the grid? No, he's fine. He's fine. Look, they got to get these pin placements figured out because it was a pitch and putt yesterday. But uh, all all of our guys, except for uh, Sahith Thigala, are still in it. So four of our five are still, our toes are still uh, still tapping. That's all you can ask for is a puncher's it, chance it, to come down to the end. Yeah, it's uh, but this course is way, way, way too easy. Mm-hmm. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, it is Friday, which means we will take a look at the weekend ahead. I always like it when Matt Bear comes in studio. Oh, I love Matt Bear. We always get a big spike in the YouTube audience when Matt Bear comes in studio. He's a physical specimen. He's a beast. He's not just a traffic beast. He's a beast. He's ripped. Uh, we also have of, uh, beer Sample Friday oh, yes. coming up to officially kickstart the weekend. Exciting. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Don't hurt.